0: There, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack, as always, and delighted, Anextyra. That you've been able to tune in with us yet again for another show today. Now, before I do get started on the top four stories trending here in Thailand, don't forget to like this video and subscribe to the channel. And don't forget to hit that notification bell so that YouTube will let you know when the next Thai Expat Daily show is uploaded. Now, if you like listening to us on Podcast Player, there's a link down below in the description where you will find all the available podcast players that the show is currently hosted on. And finally, if you like the show, if you want to support the show, if you want to buy me a coffee, you can do so by looking for. For the description for buymeacoffee.com, also down in the description, and you can support the show through that. So now that that's all done and dusted, let's jump into those top stories during the rounds here in Thailand. And the first one is public feedback sought on new power tariffs. The Energy Regulator Commission, that's the ERC, is gathering public opinion on three possible options for new power tariff rates before selecting one to determine electricity bills from September to December. The rates were based on differing periods to reimburse the state-run Electricity General Authority of Thailand, that's EGAT, which lost billions of baht after subsidizing electricity bills from September 2021 to May 2023, said Komkrit Tan the ERC Secretary General. EGAT's accumulated loss is projected to decrease to 135 billion baht at the end of next month. The current power tariff for household and businesses, which is applicable until the end of August, is 4.70 baht per kilowatt hour. If the rate is increased to 6.28 baht, which is proposed as their first choice, EGAS losses will be cleared by the end of December, said Mr. Comcritch. The 6.28 BAT rate comprises of a fuel tariff that's FT of 2.50 BAT per unit and a base tariff of 3.78 BAT. The base tariff indicates the cost of power plants and distribution systems, while the FT is determined by fuel costs and other variables. The second option is a power tariff of 4.70 BAT made up of an FT of 0.91 BAT and a base rate of 3.78. Bat. Under this option, it would take EGAT until September next year to clear its losses, said Mr. Crick. And the final choice that they have available is a power tariff of 4.45 bat with an FT of 0.66 baht and a base tariff of 3.78. Under this choice, EGAS losses would take until April 2025 to clear. People can voice their opinions on the ERC website until July 21st. The ERC will then announce the selected tariff at the end of this month, said Mr. Comcritch. The calculation of the three tariffs is based on the decrease in the average price of gas by 53% to 346 baht per million British thermal units, down from the rate in the May to August cycle. The gas pool price is calculated from the prices of gas supplied from the Gulf of Thailand and Myanmar as well as imported liquefied natural gas. Prices of imported LNG and coal have dropped while Thailand will have more supply of inexpensive domestic gas as a production in the Gulf of Thailand is increasing. Gas makes up 60% of all fuels used in power generation, coal 15%, renewables 15% and electricity imports from Laos and Malaysia. So it does seem like they're trying to clear their debts very quickly. But by doing so, putting a huge burden on the public. Now, I'm not quite sure why the people would need to be repaying this back their losses. I don't think it would be fair to do such a thing. And I think anybody who goes onto this website will definitely be probably choosing the lowest uh, rate to pay back, clearing their debt by April 2025. Now, I thought EGAT were a state run organization. Therefore, it is owned by the people and running it at a loss during these these you know times where people were under a lot of pressure in terms of electricity bills and a huge increase and then asking them to repay it back seems as i said very unfair hopefully some common sense comes true here because i just don't think the common person or or anybody could be paying six point something back per kilowatt hour here in the country i mean people are struggling as it is so I mean, let's hope a little bit of common sense prevails in this. Now, moving along to another story, which I always harp on about road safety, but it's in relation to Phuket. Tourists on motorbikes are going to be targeted in new Phuket road safety campaign. The increasing number of people killed on Phuket roads, especially tourists, has prompted Phuket officials to ramp up their campaign to improve road safety on the island. Officials led by the Phuket Governor Narong Si, as the director of the Phuket Road Safety Centre Committee, held a series of meetings at the Phuket Provincial Administration Centre, home of the Phuket Provincial Hall, on Monday to announce the revitalised campaign. The campaign is called Road Safety in the Phuket Area, with a focus on reducing the number of deaths and injuries resulting from road accidents in Phuket. Dr. Wiwa is of a special importance to Phuket with regards to road safety. He is the Vice President of the Provincial Traffic Accident Prevention Support Plan. As a former Deputy Chief of the Phuket Provincial Health Office, he has long championed road safety initiatives in the province. He is also the person who in 2015 brought to public attention Phuket's special place as the most dangerous province in the country for road accidents at a time when Thailand was ranked, according to officially recognized statistics, as the most dangerous country in the world. Road accidents are one of the main reasons of death among people in Phuket, caused the loss of both life and property, and is a huge obstacle to economic development, said an official report of the meeting. On average, 135 people a year, That's an average of 11 people a month are killed in road accidents in Phuket, but the situation is becoming increasingly worse, the report said. From January through to April this year, 64 people have died in road accidents in Phuket, compared with 41 during the same period last year, the report noted. On average, 16 people were killed each month over the first four months of this year, with most of those killed on motorbikes. Of the total number of people killed, 93% were people riding motorcycles, while motorbike riders accounted for 89% of the people injured in road accidents. At the current rate, Phuket was likely to see more than 200 people die on the island's roads within the coming year, the meeting was told. Now, In response, all government departments and agencies on the island are to enforce heightened measures to improve road safety. Officials are to launch awareness campaigns calling for 100% helmet use by all people riding on motorbikes, for all people in cars to wear a seatbelt and for people to not speed or drunk drive and to slow down when approaching pedestrian crossings and to give ambulances and emergency vehicles clearance to pass unimpeded. The policies must be made in writing by the head of each department, it was noted. Of note, the Royal Thai Police have issued a public notice warning motorists from that from July 1st. Police will be enforcing the 100% helmet use law, with 100% use meaning that the chin strap must be used when wearing a helmet. Motorbike riders caught not wearing a helmet face a fine of up to 2000 baht and having one point deducted from their license the Royal Thai police warned. Now rentals to tourists was another issue. Car and motorbike rental operators were singled out to ramp up their efforts to make sure that the tourists renting their vehicles have the correct licenses and are aware of the road safety laws and the dangers on Phuket roads. Motorbike rental operators were especially asked to make sure that tourists renting their motorbikes could safely operate one. A special meeting of dozens of rental operators was held on Monday at the offices of the Phuket Provincial Administration, where officials recognized that many of the foreign tourists who come to Phuket use rental cars and motorbikes to visit various attractions in the area. From January through April this year, 24 foreign nationals were killed in road accidents in Phuket, the rental operators were told. Nine of those killed were Russians, four were Myanmar nationals, two were Danish nationals, all of them were killed while riding motorbikes. All rental operators were asked to ensure that the people renting their vehicles had the capability to safely control the car or motorbike they were renting. They must also ensure that people renting the car or motorbike were told that they must obey all traffic road safety laws, especially that motorbike riders and passengers must wear a helmet at all times. In launching the new campaign, officials were asked, especially for Phuket people, to be a good host and a good role model for tourists by practicing safe, disciplined driving for tourists to follow. So... That is quite an interesting meeting. I mean, basically, we know all of this. This is common sense. The main issue in Phuket, well, there's a number of things. Firstly, is law enforcement, or the lack thereof. Simply put, that ties are not pulled over for not wearing helmets. That's the truth. And this idea that since July 1, they've been going around, you know, with this 100% helmet thing. That's not true. Simply put, I could tell you today I was in Phuket, I could count. I couldn't count on one hand. There were so many people with no helmets on driving around, and there certainly were no police on the roads to ensure that this was being stopped. So when they talk, it is all talk. This is for the media that they do this. This is the reason they have these, but there will be no real improvement for it. Again, in relation to tourists here in the island, if they want to make things better, firstly, all tourists who are renting a motorbike must have the correct license, and any operator giving a motorbike to somebody without a proper license, and that is, by the way, an international driving license for a motorbike, not a car, for a motorbike. And if you're caught doing it, you should lose your license. You should be shut down. You should be fined as an operator who's who's renting these vehicles to people. Secondly, what Phuket needs to do is have a proper transportation system in Phuket for tourists. They keep going on that they're this world-class destination. But yet again, a world-class destination always has decent public transportation. The transportation here in Phuket is run by a taxi mafia who have done everything they can to ensure that a proper transportation system has never been able to be developed. I remember when they wanted to have this bus route along the coast, they were threatening violence against the bus drivers if they were to operate this. So something has to be done, something has to change. How many more people have to die on the roads before the Phuket authorities really take things seriously? I'm not quite sure. A lot of people who live in Thailand, who live in Phuket here, will know what I'm talking about. Driving on on the roads here in Thailand is an absolute disgrace. There are no rules and regulations. How often has anybody who live here ever seen a dangerous driver on the road being pulled over by a cop who's on the road patrolling? Simply put, it doesn't happen. People get away with literally murder at times on the roads because... There's no law enforcement here. On occasion, you might find the highway patrol out and about with some speed camera, But even at that, it's been poorly done. And it's certainly not done in every province. So things do need to change around the country. Are they going to continue to have these ridiculous figures of death and carnage on the roads? And I just don't want to see that for Phuket. I don't want to see Thai people dying on the road unnecessary. I don't want to see tourists dying on the road unnecessary. All because you couldn't implement a proper rental bike system. All because you can't have public transportation in, you know, these holiday destinations. Anyway, I'd love to know what you guys think about it down below in the comment section, as always. Now, moving along. A Thai senior immigration officer vows to purge the country of all overstayers within three months. This is going to be a tough one. Immigration Bureau Commissioner Police Lieutenant General Pak Pumpitat held a seminar on Thursday to equip immigration officers with the necessary skills to effectively address the issue of overstayers. Within the next three months, the number of overstayers should be reduced to zero as they are more likely to engage in criminal activities, which can adversely affect Thailand's tourism industry, the police lieutenant general said. He added that the Immigration Bureau would also develop complex investigative strategies to reach this goal of zero by focusing on dismantling networks involved in smuggling foreign nationals into the country. Immigration officers would be deployed regularly to conduct on-site passport checks at places, especially entertainment venues nationwide, and businesses would be required to report the accommodation of foreign individuals to the officers. Thai law allows random checks of foreign nationals to ensure they are legally residing within the kingdom. It is also the law to have legal identification on one's person at all times. Police Lieutenant General Pakpun Piet believed that in the future, the database of the Immigration Bureau on foreign people within the kingdom would be greatly strengthened. This would allow immigration officers and police officers to be able to track foreign individuals whether they were lost or had committed a crime within one to two days, he said. The plan will also utilize smart cars, which are equipped with advanced camera face recognition technology connected to the Thai immigration database, constantly scanning faces of pedestrians and bystanders to identify those on overstay. This technology has been utilized successfully in busy tourist areas that also had many problems with overstaying like in Phuket and Pattaya penalties for overstaying differ based on the period overstayed, but often include deportation at the overstayers expense, fines, blacklisting, and detainment at the immigration detention center in Bangkok until one is deported. So this is the latest strategy, the latest words coming out of the Thai immigration. I, for one, believe anybody overstaying in this country should be kicked out, should be caught. But I do believe that it's a lot lot easier than they're making out, especially for these overstayers you can see that are caught with 300 days overstay. They've come into the country country they received you know and, and people who come to thailand you will understand this when you come into thailand you come to the immigration desk you have your fingerprints taken your face is scanned your passport is swiped all the details go in you get a stamp in your passport that stamp by the way goes into their system when that stamp expires and that person hasn't left surely that's flagged in the system to say this guy is now on overstay he never left the country because when you leave the country here in thailand you go through the same thing Fingerprint scanned, face scanned, passport swiped, and you're stamped out of the country. So they should have a list of people who have overstayed their visa, as and who are currently still here in Thailand. So it shouldn't be that hard to put together a list to go after overstayers. It seems they're making it rather complicated, or they just enjoy spending money on technology. I mean also it's a little unsettling to think they've these cars going around scanning people's faces to check if you're an overstay or not. I mean, you know, it's kind of sounds a bit like something going on in China, but nevertheless for people who are on overstay here in the country, your time may be up soon. So if you are, I'd advise you to get yourself sorted, get yourself on the proper visa and do things properly from now on because I do feel that Thailand's immigration is changing. They're going to start going after people and, you know, it's better to be on the right side of the law than the wrong side of the law here in Thailand. And finally, just a quick story on the whole um, prime ministerial ship. The... uh, Election voting will be on the 13th of July, Thursday. That's when the 500 senators and MPs will vote for the prime ministership. So, move forward, Secretary General Chaitiwad Tulatan is scheduled to have a meeting with the new House Speaker to discuss the possibility of allowing sufficient time for the party's leader and prime ministerial candidate to present his vision speech and to allow MPs and senators to question him about the party's more controversial policies. Chaitiwad said today that this proposed process as the first joint sitting of parliament to select a prime minister scheduled on July 13th will help clear up any misunderstandings or misconceptions among parliamentarians over the party's policies before they vote. Many senators and MPs are against the party's publicly announced policy to amend the Les Majeste Law and have vowed to vote against or abstain from voting for his candidacy. Chaitouad said he hopes Pitta will be selected in the first sitting, adding that he is confident that most senators want to give a chance for the country to move forward. He admitted, however, that he does not know how the senators will vote because most of them have remained tight-lipped on the matter. Now, regarding the less majestic issue, which is the main concern of most senators, Pitta and Pitta and the other core members of the party will try to explain the party's position publicly, hoping that their clarification will be conveyed to the senators by the media. The Move Forward Party Secretary General said it is not unusual for the other parties to nominate their prime ministerial candidate as well, adding that it is not, however, the right time to talk about a candidate from the Putai Party. Now, in relation to this, there's many, many stories, many, many articles about how many senators actually he has that may vote for him? We heard from the Bangkok Post who seem to be writing any old crap they can find these days. One story in favour of Peter, the next one against them. I mean, I don't understand that paper and what exactly they're up to. But nevertheless, they had a story last week with a senator saying, "Oh, you won't. He's not going to get five senators." I had a guy I know. He's a journalist here in Thailand. He's a Thai journalist, and he sent me on some footage of another senator saying that Peter probably had about a hundred senators who are going to vote for him because they're kind of getting a bit tired of all this thing and being blamed as well for not letting the country move on and move forward. So it'll be interesting to see how many he gets. Again, that will be on Thursday, 9.30 in the morning. So we should know, I think, by about noon if Peter will be the next prime minister. But then even if he is elected, he still has all these issues in relation to his shares in ITV and uh, he's under investigation for something else so it's hard to know what's going on it's hard to know if the country will start to move forward but all this kind of delaying and uncertainty is certainly not doing the economy any good and the spirit of the Thai people but anyway that is it for today I hope you enjoyed the show have a great day stay safe out there and we'll see in the next couple of days